0: Previously on Super Dungeon Boys. You see the swamp begins to clear a little bit. There's a little bit of grass coming
1: up, almost like a hill. All right, do you guys think this could be possibly where this uh, shack
2: is? It wouldn't hurt to chase down any information that we have. At the bottom of this hill,
0: there is kind of like a cabin built out of a huge knocked over tree.
1: Proceed slowly here. There's someone else here. Not sure if they're friendly or foe. The,
0: like, makeshift door to this treehouse gets kicked open, and out comes
1: this gigantic lumbering creature. My name's Kresh.
2: You're joking right now.
1: I do need to ask you one last question. Those children that you hear, what direction is that coming from? It
0: comes from there, usually when the wind's out of that way. You see a raggedy-looking shack that sits on top of this tiny knoll behind this
1: fence. So there's nothing in there. It seems like it's empty. So let's go take a peek inside.
2: If we know the kids are there, I'm, I'm, we're busting in. Let's, let's do it. I'm kicking the door. Oh, what the hell are you doing?
0: The doorknob is talking to you guys. He says, look, you hold me within for many a day. In victory, I always with you will stay. When you cry of despair or defeat, I leave you in passage. I swear treat."
1: Blood? Is it blood? Did I guess it in one? Are you impressed?
0: Tom Grimm puts his hand up to this keyhole and it bites the tip of Tom Grimm's finger. That conniving doorknob of a doorknob slams shut behind you guys. And as it shuts, uh, you, you see these sconces start to light up along the walls in this what is not a shack it's like a big gigantic inside of a castle looking home everything's made out of stone stone floors stone walls um but as these sconces light up you guys see to your right there's like a little like dining room like there's a there's a big table um with a a bunch of chairs around it and some some candles that look like they've been burning for a long time. They're at the the end of their wicks. Um, And there's some stuff on the table over there and you kind of glance over to your left as you're standing here. And there's like a little uh, sitting room off to the left with a fireplace that all the the fire in the fireplace is kind of burned down and it's just, you know, some glowing and crackling embers. And above the fireplace, there's some paintings. Um then as you kind of pan back across and you're looking at this big stone house, you notice that like 30 to 35 feet in front of you, um, straight across from the door that you walked in, the house is divided into a hallway. So there's almost, you know, a section of rooms off to the right, and there's a section off to the left, and there's a really long dark hallway leading straight across from you guys as far back as you can see. But it's not.
1: Lit up, clear at the end. And you guys step uh, in. Okay. And I, I think you said last time that the door shuts behind us, right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, I'm going to whip around and try to open it. It's locked. And you hear, you hear, uh, hey, hey, quit that. You're in there
0: now. You're stuck. Oh boy! Well.
3: Right, and Cromkin suggested you do not put your finger inside the keyhole, as you might lose it.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't plan on it. Trust me. You
3: <clears throat> um, may as well, while we're here with the fire, we might as well have some s'mores. I mean, I, I know, I know, Brudon has some with him. He, you had some marshmallows earlier, did you not?
2: No, I just have the bag of nuts that we took from earlier. <laughs>
1: Oh right, I, for- I forgot. Bruton took it, so that way, you know, whole Cromgrim didn't have to pinch it between his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Remember this.
1: Everybody, give me a perception check. It's a d twenty there, JJ. I know it's been a long time. The one with twenty sides. Yep, yeah, you got it. Fourteen plus. plus I have plus seven, so I have a
2: twenty-four. Plus one, so fifteen.
3: Cromgrim did seven. As far as the number on his perception to look it up.
2: Does Cromgrim
1: need need glasses? Or oh, oh wait, <laughs> Kromgren, wait, you're wearing glasses.
3: Cromgrim wears the spectacles of glass over his eyes. So it's negative one, <laughs> negative one, as well as having seven. So Cromgrim uh, doing math comes up with six.
0: <laughs> so you guys, you guys are all in this house locked in and. Raiden right and Broodon are kind of, you know, glancing around, kind of soaking everything in. I feel like Cromgrim, having just lost the tip of his index finger, and being in this new place, is just kind of skittish, and and just talking. That's kind of how that's kind of how Cromgrim, <laughs> Cromgrim deals with this stuff. Um, but Raiden right and Broodon, as you look to your left, and you see the embers from the the fireplace kind of crackling and whatnot you pan across you're kind of soaking in this whole whole house kind of registering what's going on in here you look across the hallway look over to the kitchen table and then you look back to the hallway and down at the very end of the hallway you see what looks like the same type of embers starting to come towards you from the end of the hallway. Maybe like 100 to 150
1: feet down this hallway. Wait, the embers like from the fireplace?
0: Similar in similar in color and shape.
1: And they're coming down the hallway towards us. Yeah, like a glowing light. As if like as if like embers are just floating in the hallway or like there's a fireplace coming down towards us down the hallway.
0: <laughs> you can't tell, but it's moving can't towards tell. you really slowly. <laughs> okay.
1: Um
3: <clears throat> if Krongrit could make a suggestion, perhaps Brudon could go that way first. He, Brudon being the biggest of us, I just feel like it's the safest move.
2: Oh, yes, because I'm a dragon, right?
3: Well, I, don't, I didn't want to say anything. Mm.
2: You, you understand,
3: right? You do know I, I'm, I'm not, an ice dragon. Oh, you know, that makes a lot more sense now, now that you put it like that.
1: <laughs> wow. Well. <sighs> Quagrim well, over here, just stereotyping.
2: Don't worry, Quagrim's
3: not trying to be prejudiced. Quagrim's apologizing.
2: It's not the worst someone has said to me. Bard, those sparks are coming towards us, whether we like it or not. What do we do?
1: I don't know. I'm curious just to see what it is. Um, now these uh sparks are like you say it's pretty slow. Is it like? Okay, it's gonna take two minutes to get down the hallway, or is it like, oh, within the next like thirty seconds, something's gonna pop out? As you guys are pondering what to do about this, you're I feel like
0: right and you're staring intently down the hallway because you you know, you've dealt with lots of creatures in your past yeah. before and you kind of no, monster hunter. So you're you're trying curious. to deduce you're trying to deduce what in the world this thing is as the other two guys are trying to figure out how to proceed. And as you guys are kind of chit chatting Raiden, right, you see this color of this ember-looking uh, light at the end of the tunnel. It splits into two. And all of a sudden, you hear, you hear a big two howls in unison. And then you hear the pitter-patter, large padded feet running in the guys' direction. And Raiden, as you're looking down the hallway, you see what you know as two giant hellhounds just bolting it for you guys.
2: You guys can roll for initiative.
1: Jeez. <laughs> Welcome home, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got 19. Let's
1: see, 11 plus 2, I got a 13. 16. The doggies did not roll very well. Good, good.
0: So yeah, it is Brudon's turn. You see these hellhounds coming right for you guys. Okay. And they are big, kind of like uh, like a dire wolf from Game of Thrones type of creature, but they're they're completely pitch black like soot. And when they run, like everything underneath their shoulders and hips kind of resembles like embers, and like that's like where all their energy's at. And it goes all the way up to like their bottom jaw. And instead of drool, they kind of have, like, magma, like, coming out of their out of their jowls. And every time they their paws hit the ground, a little bit of soot comes behind them. And there's, like, some smoke behind them, too.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, how close are they to us at this point? Uh, they're bolting
0: at you, so we'll say 10 feet by the 10 time. 10 feet. So, by the time. Jeez, oh, kind of that's reacting.
1: close.
2: A lot closer than I was envisioning in my head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to use breath weapon. So I need to roll two D6s for or for cold damage. All right. The first one is four. Second one is four again. So eight. Mm-hmm.
0: So one of them, which I should have said this earlier, they have... Collars. On them. One of them, it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo looking like diamond. One of them has a big G on it, and the other one has an S. And we'll say the one with the G is kind of in front. And he takes the brunt of your spell, so he takes eight damage.
2: Do we know what their hit points are? You do not.
1: No. That's the fun and of D and D. You just fight things one? and hope for the best. <laughs> so yeah, you. Which spell did you cast
2: the um, breath weapon? You're...
0: So what does okay. that
2: look like? Let's let's say um, because I'm a I'm a frost dragon. I do a quick burst of breath. Right. And I catch it. And it's uh, um it turns into the shape of a spear or a dagger or something like that. And I chuck it at him.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys, the two of you in the back, you see Brudon do that and he chucks this dagger and it hits the first hellhound as it like jumps in front of him and it clips the first one. It kind of knocks it over. It gets back up to its feet and it it kind of snarls at you guys. But when it hits that one, Brudon, he's so strong, he throws it and it, I feel like his ice shard from the first one goes and it hits the other one. You hear it go, and it, it kind of like staggers in front of you guys and they're both standing there growling. With their magma drool, like falling on. Their- Booyah!
3: Cromgrim <laughs> knew you could do it, Ron. I, I, I was all, all behind you the whole time.
0: Mm. Now, now it's Cromgrim's turn.
3: <laughs> oh crap! Oh boy! Cromgrim <laughs> rolls.
1: What, do you, what, do you, what are you doing first? What are you rolling for? Oh. You got to tell us what you're doing. <laughs> are you just going to use your axe? You're going to do something fancy or what?
3: Cromgrim chooses to go. Uh, form of the beast bite.
1: So you're gonna rage.
3: Yes.
0: So a bonus sick. action rage. Sick.
3: So ten and then you said add. How do you how'd you roll add- ten with a with a with well, a D
1: eight? Yeah.
3: This thing here?
1: There should only be eight sides on there, not ten. If you have ten, that's the wrong dice.
3: Well, which one
1: is it? A D eight is the one that looks like uh, two pyramids end to end. Yep. The one with eight sides.
3: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you guys are nerds. You guys are. Okay. Yeah, it's a six.
1: It's hard to count, you know?
3: It's hard to. (laughs) It's It's hard to count.
2: (laughs) Don't do that to him.
3: Cromgrim rolls six and then adds six. Did he? Easy math. Easy peasy. 12 for Cromgrim.
1: Then, was that to hit?
3: That was to hit.
1: Oh, sorry, to hit? No, you, you need to roll your... Sorry, yeah. I thought you're... It's plus... Well, it's actually plus seven to hit, so... Yeah, so we did that backwards. So go ahead. So we'll take that.
3: And
0: you go ahead and roll your 20 to see if it works. 20. No, no way. way. You
3: rolled no a 20?
2: No, No way. <laughs> I think you just messed the story up. My dogs! <laughs> no. My worm
3: says suck it, bitches. Uh,
2: so
0: <laughs> what we're going to do, though, I think the way we're going to roll... Nat twenties like in combat. Like if you guys would have done this against that spider, probably would have been the same thing. Uh we'll just double damage. So whatever you roll, we'll double it. A lot of guys That's usually what it is, right?
1: That's a Well, a lot of people will do guy. like
0: max max damage doubled, but I think that's kind of silly. So we'll uh, just okay. go off of what you get and we'll double it. So um JJ rolls So
2: twelve. Twelve, so twenty four Double twenty four damage. Shoot. Oh my god. You
0: gotta be kidding me. So JJ. <laughs>
1: You killed him. I love how you did form of the beast so you literally just bit this thing. Yeah, tell <laughs> yeah, tell, so tell, tell me us, tell us what happened here.
0: Yeah, tell me <laughs> first first which one are you going for? There's there's G or S according to their name tags. I and hit the tell, G tell one. Us, tell us what it looks Knowing like.
3: Cromgrim will choose to go for the G spot. Because that's what Cromgrim typically does in life. And in battle.
0: So Cromgrim. What does it look like when you do your form of the beast bite to this dog?
3: Cromgrim grows in huge size. Cromgrim's mouth opens very wide, teeth growing so large, nearly eight inches for every incisor. Ripping, tearing, destroying. Able to bite at said G spot and ripped it up.
0: That is so awesome. Yeah, you guys see Cromgrim? Cromgrim just kind of shakes, goes into a rage and just dive bombs this hellhound and kind of grabs it like a dog would, I assume, around the neck and kind of wrestles it a little bit and takes a big chunk out of its neck. Uh, and this one, the one the one with the G spot on its neck, kind of starts to whimper a little bit. And you hear, you hear
3: and it,
0: it takes two steps back. And the other one kind of steps closer to it and snarls at you guys.
3: i now ready to smoke a cigarette.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's Raiden's turn.
1: I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I was gonna do Thunder Wave, but I forget anything within 15 feet of me gets damaged. So unless I to run take away from-huh. Yeah, unless I run <laughs> away from you guys, you guys also would care. <laughs> so
0: Raiden. Raiden's been through that before. <laughs>
1: I've done that a few times before. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, you know? I'm gonna cast Chill Touch. <laughs> and uh. Uh, it is, let's see, I got a roll to hit here, but let's see if I, if I can do it. I raise my guitar. I blast out these, uh, there's no amp anywhere nearby, but it just sounds like, like, the most, like, imagine Avenged Sevenfold is coming out of this crank and electric to store the guitar playing some little piece of heaven or something. <laughs> This is is the most dark song you've ever heard. (laughs) The most twisted song. All right. Uh, I rolled an 18 plus 5. Does that hit? Yeah, that does it. All right. So I do 2d8 damage. So from my guitar springs a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range, which is 120 feet. So they're definitely within range. And this hand's going to, I imagine it's like thinking like this ghost kind of weaving in and out between us and like moving around goes between Cromgrim's legs and up and then grabs the hellhound that was right in front of him so I'm gonna hit the G hellhound um and I do 2 D8 damage 8 oh,
0: yeah so you go through all that riffraff your your chill touch goes <laughs> through Cromgrim's legs comes up and I feel like it would like smack this oh, hellhound
1: wait if I hit an undead target as disadvantage, are these un- undead? I don't think so. Okay, and it is necrotic. Now. I don't know if that—that uh, that just means they can't regain hit points until the right. start right. of next turn. But yeah, no, sorry, not, the- not undead. You're good. Um, but yeah, I feel like you,
0: your chill touch goes through Cromgrim's legs, comes up and smacks the dog on the top of the head like it was a bad boy, <laughs> and its head hits the ground, and it like barely comes back up. And looks at right and, and lunges at him
1: for a bite. Just between Krongrim's legs, I just me Krongrim jumping over it. <laughs> it's wrong? <laughs> and
0: it does that, and it roll It misses by one point on a d20. Yes. His buddy Suck his, it. his partner in crime S. Spot is going <laughs> to try to take a bite. Take a bite out of Broodon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got one eye on his, his brother dog here and he goes to snap at Brudon and I feel like Brudon kind of steps out of the way and then mm. G spot is going to bite again
1: <laughs> how, <laughs> how are these are the right names? Are these are names that that stuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> bites Wait, it right he bites at
1: he he gets to go again?
0: yeah they were supposed to go twice so they're going to take turns <laughs> he snaps, he snaps back at Ryden, and that one hits. Ooh, Whoa. ouchie, ouchie! Bites you on the ankle. Because he's, he's he's so weak he can't get any higher than your ankle. Ryden will take seven points of damage.
2: Ooh.
0: Oof. And then S Spot is gonna lunge at Brudon one more time. And whiffs. Hmm. Brudon being the. Being the ice dragonborn that he is, this uh, magma dog creature from hell gets close to you and you kind of, I don't imagine you you like the feeling of like this this crazy warm dog being in your presence. But we are back to brood on at the top of the order.
2: Okay. Uh, Let's see here. So if he lunged at me and missed, that means he's got to be pretty close at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. They're both within, you know, five feet
2: of you guys. I am going to cast something you didn't think I would, but I think it'll work. Hmm. I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp. Hmm. 16. Oh, that
0: makes it by one.
2: Yes. Uh, Let's see here. And then it's uh 2d8 damage. Well, Brudon,
0: if you're going for the G spot, don't even worry about rolling. Go ahead and finish him.
2: all right well I hold my hand out and suddenly sparks start to shoot around it and I pick them up no I scruff them and I pick them up and i hold them like this by a scruff and then I let out one big like maybe three second jolt and it just goes through his whole body Oh and yeah, I drop him. Oh my yeah. gosh!
0: You guys just hear a, a big thud. Right. And Ooh. when when he hits the ground, it's just it's just soot. And just he just turns to soot, and you see S. Spot for all you guys know just kind of turns and whimpers, and gnashes his teeth. And it is Cromgrim's turn.
3: Cromgrim decides to do a hit with Cromgrim's great axe.
0: Good
3: boy. Gromgrim rolls an 11 with his d20 that he chose perfectly. Plus, Swing
0: plus, and a miss. And plus I, seven. You oh, win. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely connect.
3: <laughs> Roll a six plus what was it? Six. six. So 12.
1: Nice.
0: So what's that look like when you, when you take a hack at this hellhound?
3: And the moment that Cromgram sees a weakness in this hellhound, was it S-spot or G-spot? S-spot,
2: G-spot's spot. It's dead. S-spot. G-spot's dead. G-spot's dead. <laughs>
3: Good, because Cromgram's never missed the G-spot, if you know what I'm saying. So what happens is Cromgram stands over this foe, reaching far back, 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 way back, swinging it as if it were a baseball bat and taking one huge lunge in the air and smacking the dog right in the back of the neck. Dang.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys you see... Guys Are you see... trying to
2: decapitate him? Good grief.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys see Cromgram do that. He connects with the back of the neck of the of the Hellhound, and it kind of does this whole whiplash thing. And where the axe goes in, instead of blood kind of spurting out and making a big mess, you guys just see sparks and magma kind of fly out. And he kind of shakes himself and looks back at Cromgram and snarls,
1: and we are to ride now. I'm going to cast Bane on this hellhound. <clears throat> so, basically what that means, up to three creatures of your choice, I'm just going to choose one. Within range, must make a charisma saving throw. Whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack or saving throw. So to defend against it, go ahead and try to be a 14 charisma throw. Charisma save for the Hellhound. Oh. Uh,
0: Hellhound has a minus
1: two. Oh, Not very okay, charismatic. On roll a one anyway. Nice. All right. So from here on out, every time they make a an attack roll or a saving throw, you subtract a d4 from it. Okay. Got uh, basically, it. hopefully that just means we'll get attacked less by sick. <laughs> little debuff.
0: Yeah, so you make him really mad. What does that look like when you do Bane? Is that like with your guitar?
1: Um. Yeah, so I, I think the way is, yeah, like I said, it, my guitars, it sounds, even though it's just an acoustic guitar, uh, something I don't know if I've been clear in my description of him at the beginning of the, of the gameplay, but I am a, like, dark necromancer bard like i i'm not like your typical bard that's gonna do like more life-giving stuff happy joyous i'm more on the on the dark side there so um with this magical amplifier emanating it's super loud i'm not even playing chords i'm just like kind of jamming on it real hard and it, i just imagine it just like is so loud and overstimulating like you can barely focus on what's going on and so that's that's what the minus d4 is like His a lack of focus almost you can't you can hardly even, you know, tell where we are because it's just so loud in his ears.
0: Yeah, especially being a being a hound in general, the loud noises are going to drive him nuts. So you kind of see there's a shake to him as he's just trying to, like, get the ringing sounds out of his ears. Um, but it is his turn, and he's going to lunge at on being the closest one to him. So do I take a d4 off of the hit
1: dice as well? It just says the attack roll. I don't know what that means. Does that... Well,
0: so I rolled a 19 for the attack roll. So I'll roll a D4 to subtract.
1: Yeah, I think a t- attack roll would be the hit roll. Right. So
0: technically he rolled a 17, which is going to hit Bruno. Um
2: Okay. So, so I dead. would... So now I, I can say whether or not I want to use my shield now, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that here. Okay. Um, it doesn't say I need to roll anything for that, so right. I don't know. I just it just it's just a buff that I guess it gives yep. me 0. 0.5 or not point five five AC. So, wouldn't you technically not hit then?
0: Right. Correct. correct. Is that for both of his bite attacks, or just is that the shield just for one attack? I think it's just for one.
2: Yeah, it says one reaction.
0: Right. So yeah, you dodge or like you put up what your shield look like when you do that.
2: Um, hang on real,
1: real quick. This is until the start of your next turn. You have plus five bonus AC.
0: Oh, so never um, mind.
2: You're good. So I still got it. It looks like, you know, in the uh, the Pokemon games when uh, Mr. Mine puts his shield up and it just looks like that big, like kind of glowing sheet of glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Right. So he just all he does is takes his hand and just does like that. And one shoots up and covers it from the front.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, the S, S spot dives right into it. He goes to take a bite for you twice, and really fast, just chomp, chomp, and he uh, he hits the front of his nose on your shield. Um, it doesn't hit, and we are back to you, Bruton. It's your turn.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to use uh, True Strike. Hmm. Uh, it says, you point a finger at a target in range. Your magic grants you a brief insight into the target's defenses. On your next turn you gain advantage on your first attack roll against the target provided that this spell hasn't ended
0: if if these guys were a little bit more unique and had different weaknesses and abilities and stuff i would give you more information on them but i feel bad because there's not really a lot going on there they're just some lava dogs trying to kill you guys so if they were like weak to you know telekinesis or something that i'd give you that but like <laughs> i think that's what that's for <laughs> yeah. but there's not like on their sheet there's not really anything so yeah 100 i feel like the way we'll do this since you used is that a cantrip it is okay it's a cantrip so i'll just say it will use that and we'll double it up as like a help action for cromgrim's next turn so you can give him advantage on his okay next attack
2: kind of like we'll point it out
0: way. for him yeah <clears throat>
2: Cromgrim! Look there! The beast's neck. Where Ah. you struck? Tis deeper than a-weak point. Yes, yes.
3: Should I urinate in it? (laughs) This has helped in the past with the urea in my urine because I'm a mountain dwarf. It's extremely acidic.
2: (laughs) I don't think that would help us in the short term.
3: I kinda just want to do it.
2: (laughs) Maybe after it falls. But it is. Right
0: it now is, we should focus. Yeah, it is Cromgrim's turn though.
3: Cromgrim is going to go in for another attack. Cromgrim has decided that thus the axe has already cleaved open the beast. Cromgrim will try again. Cromgrim rolls a nine.
0: A nine plus is it six? Seven.
1: Right. For your axe.
3: Uh Cromgrim. You
1: rolled you rolled Seven. the big dice, Seven. right? Seven. Yes. Yeah, so that's Eleven or nine plus seven, so that's
2: sixteen.
1: Oh my
0: god. Sixteen. Question before you
2: go. What is the advantage that he gets?
0: So if well that that's a seventeen or sorry, a sixteen definitely hits. If it wouldn't have, he could roll again. Advantage 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 is just rolling twice and taking the better one. Disadvantage is rolling twice. When you when you hear the word
1: Yeah, when you hear the word advantage or disadvantage, it's just rolling twice and taking you the higher or the lower those two rolls is all.
0: Gotcha. Right. So if he, if he would have whiffed on that his advantage would have maybe helped him. He would have just got a second chance at it but he nailed it on the first one so okay. um, go ahead and this roll your time damage. Looks,
3: this time looks a little different than the time before. This time as the beast is in pain and hurting and laying on the ground sprawled out Cromgrim steps over the beast, straddles him as it were and proceeds to lift up said axe in the air far above Cromgrim's head, and then cleaves it down right into the same wound that preexisted from Cromgrim's earlier <laughs> devastating blow.
0: Wild. So you're technically riding this hellhound now. Yes. <laughs> In- insane. Okay, What? what is your damage then? Seven. Seven plus what? Six. So yeah, you- Cromgrim mounts this daggum hellhound and whacks his axe down into his into that same wound that he created a little while before and you hear a yelp and the hellhound kind of rears back and puts its paws back on the ground and it it looks back up at you guys and it's (laughs) kind of panting and there's some flecks of lava and some sparks coming out of its mouth um and it is raiden's
3: turn now that Cromgrim's gotten done giving it Cromgrim style. You know you know you know what I mean by right, that when Cromgrim says that.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> um, I am just gonna keep it simple and cast old chill touch on it. So again I'm just shredding on my guitar. This ghostly hand comes out again. Make it's a karate kind of chop
2: the wound straight
1: for the neck. I'm actually, I'm going to go up and try to hit it right in the juggy there with, a, with an open Ooh. hand. <laughs> um, so let me roll to see if I hit 13 plus 5, 18. No, 100%. Sweet. Let me roll 2d8. Get my damage. A 2 and a 5, 7 damage. Okay. You do that. And...
0: straight in the throat. Yeah, you give it the old uppercut straight to the throat.
1: I'm going and almost it, more. You know what I envision is like uh, um, temp, uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, where he like sticks his hand in the chest and like rips the heart out, like that. Oh. Kind of thing. But like in its neck, where I'm trying to like jab jab through his neck. Like that's my goal is to like go through, depending on his.
2: Kalima. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you your chill touch. Like the hand goes up and you see like the fingers come through the the top of like his the back of his neck and then. It's got just enough strength left to where it whips its head back and forth. And uh, either your chill touch comes flying back out and kind of evaporates and dissipates. And then it is his turn. And he is going to lunge at you, right. Bro. He gets a 17.
2: Oh! So, Ouchie. He's
0: gonna take it hits. Fight. What's the damage? Six damage. Uh. And he's going to lunge and take his second bite.
1: Wait, that was just one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: He whiffs He whiffs on his second bite. You guys have him all wait, worked wait, up. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. What? Wait. What wait. have you done? Are you doing
0: Bane? Oh, I was not. Mm-hmm. You got me. Got the old DM. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll, it's. Five. I'm sorry,
1: you get five damage. He banged him. No, but the for both those attacks, the for the for the attack roll. So does that oh, first one right. even? That first you're one. Right. I, oh, the
2: debuff. Right. This is
1: what I rolled. So he might Well... He rolled 14. eighteen. So, so no matter what, that first one hits. Yeah, so he hit. his a fifteen. Because that first one was a seventeen, you said, but um, the second oh, yeah. one, the second one. Oh, you subtracted from it already? Yep, I rolled a two, so it would okay. have been fifteen. So then, for, for the first, oh, okay, so now you got to do the right. second attack. So we'll just, yeah, so we'll
0: just go ahead and redo the attacks because I messed that up for you. You and your old Bane. So the no, 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 one, well,
1: well, well, we know the first one. The first one was is a fifteen, and you did five damage yeah. or six, six damage, whatever. So let's just do go from the second yep. one. And so here's the second one. Eighteen. Oh yeah, even if you roll seven. a four on the d four. Yeah, Wait, what? How'd you, you roll a, How'd you roll a seven on a
0: D four? No, I was gonna say it's a seventeen. I rolled a one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, so that's two. Right, that's two, right. two hits. So six, and then I'll take it two, two. That's better. So, so eight damage off of two, two bites from the hellhound just <laughs> get take, Owie. Like, both one one ankle and then the next, and then we are back to on at the top of the order.
2: All right. Uh, give me, give me a, a description of spot right now. How's he? How's he looking?
0: He is not doing good
2: at all.
0: Actually, after he took those two bites out of Ryden, he's huffing and puffing a little bit more because he's he's losing a lot of his uh, magma and, and sulfur that's inside of him. You can see it. It's kind of like, you know, when they were lunging at you guys, they were all excited. It was coming out like frothing out of his mouth a little bit, but now you mm-hmm. can see it coming out of his neck. And just kind of spilling out all over the ground. He's not he's not in a good way.
1: Gotcha.
2: Uh, let's see here.
1: Don't forget your true strike so you'll get advantage on this attack here.
2: Yep. Oh, that's right. Let's just go ahead and we'll um we'll do uh Ray of Frost. If this hits, we'll put him out of his uh, out of his misery because he's pretty beat up. Uh it is a six plus
1: It looks like six. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So twelve.
1: That misses.
2: Okay. But you get advantage. So yeah, you
0: get to get to roll again.
2: Come on, big money, big money. It's uh, (laughs) it's seven this time, so (laughs) thirteen. Oh man. Dang. So,
0: so yeah, I feel like you're you're charging up your your ray of frost and you kind of do your kamehameha thing, and it like cromgrim. Is on the back of this thing and it's kinda like kinda wiggling around trying to get him off and you miss because he's not standing still. Gotcha. And so we go so we go into Cromgrim now sitting atop of this this beast.
3: Kromgrim is a choose to attack. Nineteen and can can I do an unarmed strike? Just with a melee attack on the on the head of the beast.
0: You sure can.
3: So which one do I have to roll? The the D twelve?
1: No, it, with, with the unarmed strike, it just does whatever damage it says it does, which it says it does five. Plus seven. So yours says seven? No, no, no. Well, plus seven. The hit plus is si- plus seven, sorry. Right, but that's not the damage. So plus Damage is five. Yeah, because you're not using a weapon, you're just using your, so it's weaker than your axe. What's that look like? You're just going to punch it in the back of the head?
3: So, yes, as Cromgram is straddled over the beast and has trying to pull its great axe out of the, the, giant gash in the back of its neck. It decides to Cromgrim's very upset now because it's just not working. So Cromgrim takes both of his hands and gives a, a huge double axe smash right to the back of the head. Right on the dome.
0: You crack the back of the S bot's head and literally there's a crack that forms on top of its head and you could, from a top of it, uh Cromgrim, you can see like veins of of, like, fire and magma inside, like, where its brain should probably be. Um, But it, with its last little effort, just kind of shakes and tries to throw you off with, like, a shoulder roll, and he's in a real, real bad way, and he looks up at Raiden with some puppy-dog eyes, and it's Raiden's turn. He's still alive.
2: (laughs) Is this
3: not the moment that Cromgram finally gets to urinate on the beast?
2: Look at the creature, it is in pain. We must finish this. Maybe that would put out its fire.
1: <laughs> I'm going to, just for the fun of it, I'm not really a melee-style fighter, but you know what? I reach to my back and sit on my guitar, pull out my light crossbow. And so I, I imagine with when my when my left hand, I throw my, uh, my guitar back and then grab my crossbow with my other hand, cock it back with my my left i'm gonna aim fire 14 plus seven for the hit
0: yeah that definitely hits All go right, ahead so and finish the, so
1: him the, the bolt flies through the air i do 1d8 plus one damage uh, so i do nine damage i just rolled an eight
0: um finish him you finish him
1: the arrow flies from my crossbow straight towards it's doing puppy dog eyes at me and i'm just like straight down the barrel right between the eyes it's poof, and i imagine it just like you said with the other one when it died has turned the ash the second it, it penetrates the front of his skull it just like poof, like almost like in uh infinity war when everyone like turns to dust and the arrow Merrily, misses Cromgrim going right between his
3: legs. (laughs) (laughs) Almost
1: hits Cromgrim right in the crotch, but it doesn't. It goes, you know, between the dog's eyes, between Kromgrim's crotch, and Kromgrim tumbles to the floor because the dog turned ash. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Cromgrim, you are a lucky man, because if if Raiden would have rolled a one there, that would have hit you in the (laughs) forehead. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) So you guys... (laughs) Yeah, you guys defeat these hellhounds, um, there's two little piles of soot here on the ground, and you look down, and now that you can see them, uh, one of the little, like, doggy collars says Grim, and the other one says Stone, and they're just laying there on the ground.
2: Twas a shame. Seems the beasts were only protecting their home. We had no choice.
1: Yeah, well, we also don't have a choice to leave either, so... Is there there's there's nothing like on them or around them or any, other than like the tags. Like I just wasn't sure if there's anything else, like any inscriptions on the on the collars or anything, other than just the names. No yeah, like hey, if 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 found, like return to the <laughs> <laughs> call so and so. Why
2: don't you do an investigation check?
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll do an investigation check on these bodies. See if there's <laughs> anything fancy here going on that we need to know about. Uh fifteen plus five. Twenty. Yeah, you
0: you pick them both up. and You're kind of comparing them. They look like identical, except for the, the difference in the names. And uh, on the back of them, there's a little uh, like three,
1: like three scratch marks on each of them. Well, uh, seems uh, any element to surprises gone now. I'm sure uh, anyone in this house would have would have heard that tussle best ready ourselves. Yeah, keep your weapons ready, and uh, let's let's do some exploring, see if we can uh, figure out what's going on here.
3: No worries, as Cromgrim has kept his uh, pee bag completely full the entire time. If I only had a red solo cup. No. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, solo cups exist in (laughs) this universe? (laughs) Fantasy solo cups. You were
3: Cromgrim is concerned, (laughs) yes.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Raiden is interested in the little uh, room to the left that you had mentioned before that had like the little fireplace in it. Uh, Can I do like an investigation check in there? See if there's like is there any more doorways? Um, For sure. I don't know. I'm I'm curious what that room looks more in in closer detail. So I'm going to roll another investigation check. I rolled a five plus five. I got a (laughs) ten. Okay.
0: Yeah, you guys look over to your left or at least Raiden does and you see that it's not really these first two rooms, like back behind you to the right is just a dining room. That's like, it's all kind of just like a big foyer area. And the right side is more of a dining room, but where you're focusing is on the opposite side. Um, In the wall, there's a fireplace uh, with those embers kind of just kind of boiling down to their last few embers. They're still glowing orange. Um, There's two like old Victorian looking like reading chairs um, on either side of the fireplace with like little like nightstand looking tables next to them like candlesticks on them and then above the fireplace there's a painting um, of like a beautiful woman who's maybe like mid, mid-40s mid um, with long dark hair and green eyes and then she's holding in front of her what well, looks to maybe be her daughter and you guys recognize her
1: from in town. <laughs> Sorry for you audio listeners; <laughs> you're not watching the video.
2: <laughs> we're chuckling because uh, uh, JJ, JJ is, is doing <laughs> everything in his power to say, "Make her have huge knockers, man! Come on."
3: Uh, Crompton was trying to suggest that the they kept getting bigger and bigger as we were coming up to the the large painting. <laughs> uh, no,
0: you can't, can't so it tell looks like- if she... Yeah, her knockers are covered up by <laughs> this this uh, other, like, a younger girl that she's holding in front of her in the portrait.
3: That's adorable. <laughs> you know that they're <laughs> by the way, so that's... Uh,
1: oh! <laughs> oh
0: no, it doesn't word. need to get
3: bad. You know, I just...
1: <laughs> um, this, uh... Uh, person you mentioned they we might recognize them is that what you said last thing you said there yeah you guys have seen the girl in the front before does it happen to be the girl that we took the stone from and went to go find her mother that's what it sounds uh-huh. like well I think we found uh, the girl's mother and unfortunately um, I have a bad feeling about who she might be I don't know <laughs> does anyone else recognize this or is this just me
3: no, I recognize her as well. Looking at the photo,
2: something tells me there was more to that girl than we originally le- we originally know. Well, yeah, obviously she seems to be the the daughter of a witch,
1: Poss- possibly. That's kind of a a huge piece of information she left out when she uh, told us to go find her mother. Yes. Um. So this room you mentioned, yeah, it's more like a foyer. Left side fireplace, right side dining room, and then it's just a big long hallway in front of us. Correct.
0: Sort of. So, the opposite ends of this hallway, it's a narrow hallway, because on the right-hand side, there's, like, walls, there's obviously, like, a room on the other side of that wall. On the left-hand side, there's a wall, and obviously, like, a room, or some sort of thing.
1: Oh, like so it. there's rooms beyond... Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, sorry. If you were to go down the hallway, there's likely doors on the left and right to enter, you know, whatever's behind the walls. And then above the hallway, you notice that there's a uh, like a walkway. Like there's an upstairs. It's almost like a rafter. Okay.
1: A... But not but not accessible from where we're at. Like it's not like there's like a big like circular staircase or anything right here. It's correct. Just... correct. Okay, right. so you can tell there's a second story, you can't get to it from here. Right. you guys wanna head head deeper in? Let's just check these rooms room for room, head down the hallway and first room on the left, see what's
2: in there. Yes, but I have an idea. Cromgrim. you yes. have that stone, yes? The one the yes, girl I gave have us? Yes, the stones.
3: Oh, the, yes, the one that, the, that she gave us. Yes, I have it. <laughs> and I, I didn't put it in my man pocket like you told me not to.
2: Good, good. Retrieve it. Maybe it has something to do with this house.
3: Here it is here. It doesn't even smell. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that.
2: Let me see that. Uh, and then can I roll a, um, another investigation check on yeah. it? Okay. 14 plus. No, I don't have anything. So just 14.
0: Yeah. With a 14, I feel like Bruton, you have it in your hand. You've done this before. You've looked at it and you know that it's got that, that slow, deep pulse inside of it. Mm -hmm. Um, With a 14, you realize that that pulse is quickening. Like it's a, there's, it's a faster pulse is all you notice not by much just just noticeable
2: the residence in this gym has changed it was not like this before we got to the house let's continue further
1: alright what do you say left or right call it Cromgrim. what do you want
3: I always go the right way this time let's go left
1: alright first door on the left in the hallway
0: so you guys head down the hallway um stepping on the stepping on the stone floor and you come up to the hallway and you can see go ahead Raiden. i want to check
1: the floor for traps Ooh. and then when we get to the door i'm again gonna check the door (laughs) Um, okay so uh, is that just an investigation or is there something else for that okay
0: or perception
1: uh, ooh, 18 plus uh, five. I think that's suffice to 23.
0: <laughs> you see, with the 25, there is a chandelier hanging from the uh, like the ceiling, and you see that just underneath like the uh, the railing above like the hallway where the <laughs> walkway is, it's like tied off to something. And then, like tied off in the wall, and then because you're like you you're creeped out by this place, and you're looking for it, you see that like it's tied off, tied off, and then a little like piece of metal comes down, and then it trickles under one of the stones, and it's sitting there's a there's a piece of metal under one of the stones coming from the all the way from the rope of the chandelier.
1: It's almost like a like a pressure pad, like we hit exactly. It. Yep. Triggers the rope and then we get squished. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> um Hey! Everyone stop. There's a trap in the floor, you see it? Right there. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna point to it and point to kinda circle the square of my finger. Don't step there. We need to go around it. Is the hallway big enough to avoid it? Go around it yep. or okay. Yep. So yeah, I just warn everyone. Step around this. Do not step on that unless you want a headache.
2: <laughs> a keen um, eye bard.
1: And then uh, yeah, that's what I mean us continue to the door. My plan was just to check for that trap so we didn't die before we got to the door. Crom <laughs> <laughs> cromgrim, step right there. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you
0: guys you guys step into the hallway and as you step past the trap a few more sconces light up down the hallway and at the very end of the hallway it's like maybe like 100 200 feet you guys can see that there's a door at the very end of the hallway so it's like completely opposite of the door that you came in um and it has a big padlock on it Um, but you guys you guys are wanting to go into this door on the left uh right who's going in first
3: right on. I think that you probably should and also I'm not sure if you're aware but I feel like those lights that are coming on are motion detectors. They they do sell those over at the Home Depot. So I, so I don't know if that's... Solo I, exists I, in
2: this universe. The Home Depot exists in this universe. Lens crafters. <laughs> what did I call it? Uh, glass, glass something? Gla- glass uh, forgers. That's you know? it. Glass forgers. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, I, I
1: as I mentioned before, I was gonna check the door for traps. Like I was part of my so do you want me to roll again for it or use that twenty-four, like I'm already kind of on alert or
0: You can use the twenty-four, uh okay. you you check the door and it just seems like a normal wooden door.
1: Okay. Uh I'm willing to go first. Alright. Everyone give me a little space in case I need to <laughs> jump back. Alright. In case something pops out of here. I'm gonna slowly open the door. I almost want to like, yeah, I'm going to carefully, slowly open it up. Kind of keep my eye open for anything that might uh, come at me.
0: Yeah. So you open this door and it's a smaller room. Uh, In the corner, there's like a twin sized bed that just has like, it's not even close to made. There's just blankets and sheets everywhere. There's some clothes on the ground Uh, There's like an armoire that's like open and, you know, there's some like clothes that look like they've been ripped out of there. Um, And then on the opposite wall um, of the bed, like, so the bed would be to your right on the left wall. There's like a, not sure what you would call it, but it's like a, like a little beauty desk with like a mirror where you would like, uh, like do your makeup in the morning type of a thing. And beside that, there's a stand with a sheet over it. Looks like a,
1: maybe like a birdcage. It looks like a birdcage or it is a birdcage. Looks like a birdcage. Go on and take that cover off. You know you want to. Uh, I'm actually, I am interested in the little uh, uh, wardrobe that you mentioned. I want to investigate that. The clothes on the ground, do they look like? children's clothes adult clothes, man woman Yeah, roll an investigation check 15 plus
0: five oh, 20. yeah yeah so you're you're kind of <laughs> walking I,
1: I can't roll for nothing for like attacks and stuff but give me all the investigation perception and I'll just nail it every time
0: I don't know yeah you're you're looking at all these clothes and it's a lot of different styles of girls clothing like like shirt like button up shirts and dresses and but they look like they'd be from like different parts of the world almost
1: uh, and yeah I want to check inside the like my my, I, I wanted to look at the clothes on the ground and open it up see what's going on there why are all these clothes ripped out of there
0: yeah you walk over to the armoire and open it up and it's just full of clothes there's some shoes on the bottom, that are all still intact and laying there, but it just kind of looks like somebody, like, got up and got ready in a hurry, or was on the move, or had somewhere to be, and just maybe they're just not very tidy. No secret doorways
1: in the back. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> All right. Unless you want to roll for one. <laughs> To, to create one are you saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to summon a portal to, <laughs> to, to hell or something uh, yeah I mean I, that's that's all I'm doing what, what are you guys doing oh, I'll pass it off to you guys Okay.
3: <laughs> someone uh, else well,
1: can
2: take a look at the birdcage <laughs> the thing that, the thing it. that looks I'll, like a
1: birdcage
2: <laughs> I'll slowly pull the cover off of what looks like a birdcage I love how I did it and you just did it too Adrian
1: I feel like every D and D player does it. You, we all qualify what we're doing as slowly as if that's going to make it any better. <laughs> I slowly open the door. I slowly pull the sheet off. If that thing is going to kill you, it's going to kill you when you do it fast or slow. Like, well, like how oh, that's our like my. I said the same thing, and you just said it, and I, I thought back. I'm like every D and D player in like the entire like history D and D always does that. I <laughs> Look, slowly if I, as if it's going to make it better. Right, if yeah. it's
2: me. As this character in the room, that's what I would do. I, yeah, it, that's true. I would
1: like, slowly try to you're, see you're, what it is just in case like, they to
2: put it back down.
1: Shaking, you're <laughs> so scared, just like.
0: <laughs> so, Brudon, you start to pull this sheet up over this cage, and.
3: Cromgrim pushes him out of the way and grabs a hold of the sheet and pulls it off himself because Cromgrim is really impatient.
0: Roll an athletics check, Cromgrim.
3: Oh no. Rumrim just rolled fifteen, at uh, plus four, so nineteen. Dang. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: so, so yeah, Brudon, you're you're kind of slowly lifting this thing off, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, it's gone, <laughs> and you guys see there are three little critters inside of this bird cage, um, as it were, and they're about the size of a pixie. So like maybe like two and a half, three inches tall, but they look like bats. Like they're like a little humanoid pixie sized bat person. Um, And they're wearing like little, they have like little like plate, like chest plates and like swords with hilts and stuff. And uh, one of them's on the bottom, like walking back and forth with his feet, like on his feet. And two of them are like hanging upside down. But as that sheet comes off, they just like kind of hiss and start flying around, and, like like smacking the like smacking the side of the bird cage. Um, so they're
2: like bat knights, kind of.
0: Yeah, they're they're called sprickets, and uh, there's three of them in there, and they're or like Batmen. They're Batman. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like they're like flapping around, hitting their heads on the bird cage
1: and like hissing at you guys. But they're locked. They're locked in the cage, right? They're not. Uh-huh. They can't get
2: out, from what we can tell. Cromgrim, this is what I was trying to avoid. You startled them.
3: Cromgrim, sorry, but you were taking so long. Like, it really <laughs> felt like an eternity. The DM had rolled the die several times.
2: Now <laughs> we're breaking the fourth wall? <laughs>
1: uh Is there... There's nothing more significant other than the three creatures in a cage, though. Like, there's nothing in the cage with them? Yeah, not that you guys see. No like key that goes to the padlock down the hallway sitting in there that we have to reach in and grab. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait a minute though. Can I can I try something? Yeah, whatever you want. Um I want to I don't know how this is gonna work. What I need to, what I need to say to do this. But I want to try to tame them. Um and I have an intimidation thing us intimidation stat. Mm-hmm. Can I use that to do so?
0: Let's see. Uh, I'll give you if you can roll like uh, <laughs> 18 or higher on intimidation, and then you would have to roll like animal handling if that's successful, because they're like little little beasts. Mm-hmm. So try to roll an 18 or higher on your intimidation, and we'll go from there. Okay. This Just is crazy. That's this is so ridiculous, <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> like they could be an
2: asset later.
0: They are ticked
2: off. Okay, I got a fifteen, and my intimidation is plus six, so twenty-one. <laughs> Good grief!
0: So yeah, you you're getting ready to intimidate them. So now give me like an eighteen or nineteen animal handling, and we'll go from there.
2: Okay, come on, big money, big money, big money, big money. Ah, it was nine.
0: Okay.
2: Do you add, add anything to it or? Plus Uh, plus one, so ten.
0: Okay. What does it look like when you try to tame these guys? <laughs>
2: uh, I see him running around Uh, and then I would have used my intimidation to, you know, I guess because I'm so large, I can make like a vibration with my voice and I tell him like heel or something I don't know and they all like feel it in their chest and they stop what they're doing and then they look at me and then if I would have got the animal handling I would have I don't know what I would have said or done to you know have (laughs) them to come with me and then we could have used them well no I I was trying to tame them so that we can use them in our search as assets because they know the place so Mm -hmm. they could have checked rooms that are places that we didn't have to go to and would have shortened our search
0: I tell you that it, that's good D and D right there, but you it, you're unsuccessful. So you guys see Brudon, like shouts at this bird cage full of these little bat dudes, and they do they like stop, their eyes get really big and they look at him for like a split second, and then like back to pulling out their swords and like clanging on the <laughs> clanging on the the walls and stuff. They're just going absolutely crazy.
3: So one thing is you you're all trying to fight against a creature that you know nothing about. It just so happens that Sprinkets are actually from the same mountains that dwarves are. And as a matter of fact, you can make them understand the language in which we speak by urinating on them. So here's what I'm saying, I'm suggesting. Here's what I suggest I have animal handling. Let me take care of it. And I can cause them to be able to speak our language, and they'll understand us if I urinate on them.
1: Cromgrim. I don't think P that's is how magical. No, I don't think that's how this works. I think we should just move on. Throw <laughs> the sheep back on them. the cage.
3: Do I get to piss on anybody? Like anyone? on
1: the bats. <laughs> throw, th- <laughs> it's okay for bats to pee on us and give us rabies. It's not okay for you to pee on the bats. <laughs> <laughs> At
3: this point, Cromgrim can give them rabies.
1: <laughs> Good. So, let's throw the sheep back on the cage and move on. <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> um there's nothing else in this room then like with our investigation checks like there's no like nothing in like the side tables the desk anything like that any drawers
0: yeah nothing that you guys can find it just looks like somebody was maybe like living here staying here
1: left in a hurry all right well shall we move on to the next room then
2: let us continue our search do, 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 do. walking across the hallway do, do, do. <laughs> so you guys I like are to go... imagine that you're like playing that on your guitar while we're walking down the hallway just like a little oh. ditty I'm walking so guys...
1: across the hallway <laughs> the only way I am I'm like walking behind you
2: and like snapping my finger or something like that just really slow
0: <laughs> oh man so you guys are going to go into the room that was across from the one you were just in
1: Directly across. All right. Yeah. going in first.
2: I'll go in first this time.
1: Okay. Yeah. You go first. So we can't trust Cromgrim to not pee on anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a dog.
3: If we could do one pit stop, then Cromgrim would be okay. But, but no, we're in a hurry <laughs> to get through the castle.
1: Can I, can I like slide a hand one of those collars onto Cromgrim? <laughs> yeah. I guess that you had him. So. If you've still got him. I'm going to roll a slight uh, uh, I rolled a 6 plus 4. I got a 10. Do I get the collar
3: on Cromgrim's neck?
0: Cromgrim, <laughs> what does your perception say on your sheet? Should be like a spot for passive perception. Nine. Oh, man. So, yeah, Krom-Grim, you. what did you roll, Raiden?
1: A 10. Well, 6 <sighs> plus 4, 10.
0: So, yeah, you just before you realize it like by the time it's too late right is like putting this collar it's, on you it's g-spot
3: I don't yeah. consent you're g-spot I don't consent. <laughs> I never I never consented to this
2: silence crumb spot <laughs> crumb spot k-spot oh, uh okay um K- carry on <laughs> <laughs> From our shenanigans here. Let's move on. I'm going to uh, cast magic or uh, mage hand. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use it to open the door.
0: Cool. So you're um, yeah.
2: What's it look like?
1: Uh, look at you using your little magic sorcery stuff. <laughs>
2: I mean, if it's there, I'm going to use it. Look, because it could potentially be saving my life right now. So yeah, 100%. I put my hand out, and then it kind of, like, makes a missed copy of itself. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of point my hand in the direction, and it just flows out from there, and it unlocks the door and pushes it open.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You guys see the door creaks open, and some light up in this room as well. And it's a lot more wide open um, and directly across me you guys you see a couple sinks uh, some wash basins some cabinets and some hanging like utensils and things like that and this is the kitchen and then like on the on the right hand side there's a uh, like a pantry almost like a uh, like a big cabinet but it's just open and full of like fruits and vegetables and whatnot over like way on the left wall, there's like a really long table with like cutlery on it and things like that. And there, it looks like, um, like this whole place has like recently been used, uh, but then nobody cleaned up. Uh, and in the middle of the room is this huge, like a big, um, like oven. It's like a, like a raw iron, like black oven with like a big, uh, like pipe in the middle that goes up through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is everybody in the room? You guys all? Did you guys just open the door and peek in, or have you walked in yet? Uh,
2: I don't think we've walked in. I think we just saw that the sconces have lit up, and we're kind of just taking a uh, sweeping view, I guess, taking it in, okay. seeing what it looks like from outside, just in case. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: Bruno was so he uh, volunteered the door to, to go in first, so he said he would go in, so I'll I'll wait for his lead.
2: Okay. So we got the setup that it's a kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to step on in. Okay. You guys uh, all follow suit. What, yeah, I was going to say, and I don't From, know what order Frongram's they come in. The, yeah. Cromgram's
3: in the rear because, of course, he's got that uh, that dog collar like he's in an S&M film right around his throat.
2: Weren't you just talking about hitting G-spots a little while ago? Isn't that like your bag now? Shouldn't you want to have the collar on?
3: No, no. No? Cromgram has no memory prom, of said.
2: Cromgrim only has so many kinks.
3: That's it. (laughs) There is a line that Cromgrim will not cross.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to shame you, Cromgrim. Do your thing.
0: Brother. So, yeah, you guys all step into the kitchen. You're looking around. You see lots of, like, fruits and veggies in the pantry. And I need you guys to all roll a constitution check. Like a save.
3: Constipation check coming up right now.
2: 11 plus 2, so 13
3: also 11 plus 3 so 11 plus 3
2: 14
1: and i got 18 plus 2 so i got a 20 so you guys all passed
0: your con save Ooh. but as you walk into the kitchen you see all this food um it looks like like there's like a whole bunch of like uh like baking powder and things like that all over this table on the left and it looks like it should smell good in here like somebody's been cooking lately but it is rancid. Like it smells like death. Like the absolute worst smell you've ever smelled. Rotten fish. Zombie smell.
1: It's like almost like the kitchen from Little Nightmares.
0: You guys all but take damage. Like it just you're you know, it just smells horrible. It's
2: that bad. Oh my god. Okay. Dang. Oh what is that (laughs) foul hmm? Cromgrim, was that you?
3: Uh, No, for for once, no. Cromgrim didn't do it. He who smelt it, dealt it.
2: Trust (laughs) me. Reeks. If I dealt something, there's no way it could have been as bad as this. It smells like (laughs) three Cromgrims put together.
3: (laughs) It's pretty bad. I don't know if it's necessarily that bad. That's pretty bad.
1: Um, so we're, we're in there now. Is um, there any, like, cabinets or drawers we can investigate in? Because, again, like I, I'm going back to when we looked down that hallway, there was a giant padlock. I assume we're going to be looking for a key at some point here. Is there any place sure. like something like that could be hiding that I can investigate for?
0: Yeah. You see uh, across. So, so you guys come in, and the middle of the room is off to your left, and then the far to the far left – there's, like, a long table with all the, like, it looks like where you do, like, cutting up meat and things like that, and on the left of that, so on the corner of the room, there's, like, a big chest, like a vertical chest that you would assume is, like like, an ice chest type thing. And that's the only thing that's, like, closed. Everything else looks like it's been used recently. Like, you can see the pantry that's really close to you guys. On the right's open. There's fruit and vegetable and things like that all over there. And, like, the all the cabinets in front of you across the sink, like, there's just dishes everywhere, and, like, there's actually, like, still dishes in the sink that, like, haven't been cleaned and things like that.
1: Uh, Kromgram, I think it's your turn. You go. Mind going and opening up that
3: chest? Yes. Now, what do I have to roll?
0: Well, that's a good question. So, if you're gonna walk across the middle of the kitchen to go open that chest, I want you to first roll another constitution save. Oh, no. <laughs> Same one we just did. That bad,
3: jeez. Fourteen
0: plus three. Be Seventeen. You, yeah, be thankful you rolled over a ten. So, as you get to the middle of the room near the oven, Cromgrim, you guys, uh, in and brood on, you see the oven spins around a couple times, like really fast. The pipe shrinks down into it, and as it's spinning. It spins and spins and spins really fast, and it stops. And when it stops, it looks like a giant five-foot-tall treasure chest. And it opens up, and it has tons and tons of rows of teeth and a huge, long tongue that almost looks like a tentacle. And it just goes and tries to take a bite at Grim.